Hello, 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 my money-making mavens. Hello, and I am here. It is me, Scotty Taylor Jr. And before we dive into today's episode, I am super, super excited to share some exciting news with all of you. If you have been following me on the socials, if you have been a part of my email list, uh, if you have seen any posts recently, you may already know, but if you don't, um, I have a brand new money-making course that is being released currently, that is right now, currently for sale, and I could not be more fucking proud of this course. It's called The Money Course. You can read all the details at scottytaylorjr.com forward slash money. And this course is a container for massive fucking money transformation. There are so many good people out there that would do good things with money. It is my mission. It is my purpose. It is my passion. It is my fucking calling to help you repair your relationship with money, make more money, and live a more fulfilled, amazing, expansive fucking life. If you are somebody who is sitting there, you know you can make more money, you want to make more money, you know that you have the talent, the capacity, the ability, you feel like you're working hard, but things just don't feel to be really flowing in your life, this is the course for you. This course will help you see things differently. It will help you release negative emotions around money. It will help you step into a new level of abundance and new level of prosperity. We pair up the energetic side of making more money, money manifestation, feeling money, letting go of your limiting beliefs with the tactical side of making more money, how to scale your business, how to actually step in and take actions to make more money. This is a completely unique, completely different course from anything you've tried before because it's not just one or the other. It tackles both the energetic and emotional as well as the tactical sides of making more money. If you are called, if you're led, if you're inspired, I would love, love, love to have you. I'm here to support you. I think you're awesome and I want you to make more fucking money. Go to scottytaylorjr.com forward slash money to learn more. Go check it out now. If you're inspired, if you're called, I would love to have you. I support you and I'm here for you. Have an awesome day. Hey friends, welcome to the Success Money Mindset Podcast. My name is Scotty Taylor Jr. and I'm a money manifestation expert, success and finance coach, and serial entrepreneur on my way to a seven-figure year and creating the life of my dreams. I am obsessed with helping you make more money, bust your limiting beliefs around money and success, and create a life you once thought was impossible. I teach you the tried and true tactical and energetic principles of success and money to help you massively up-level your life. My goal in this podcast is to help you achieve the things you really desire so you can go out and change the world. Think of this podcast as a conversation with your financially savvy best friend who really wants what's best for you and challenges and encourages you with your mindset development along the way. I am so excited you're here and I have such a good feeling about this. Get ready to learn and grow on this journey together, and let's have some fun. What is up? What is up, my cool money cats and kittens? It's another amazing day in the Scotty Taylor Jr. universe. Life is good here. I am on my second cup of coffee, so we are just ready to rock and we are ready to roll. And today's episode is about our relationship with money in more detail. 
So I know in our last relationship or in our last episode, we had talked about the number one thing we can do to improve our relationship with money. Um, and that's really asking yourself how to see things differently. And so for today's episode, I want to expand on that. I want to dig deeper and I actually want to walk through the three-step process of how to repair or improve your relationship with money. And I think this is super, super important to talk about because we all feel stress around money at times. We all experience anxiety in different ways. And I want to talk about what it actually looks like to improve and to repair your relationship with money. And I say repair in a very positive, healthy way because we're not broken. Nothing needs to be fixed. It's all just growth. It's all just expansion. It's all making it better. It's all adding on itself and it's all adding up in your benefit. So when I say the word repair, just know that we're not talking about fixing something that's broken. We're just talking about improving from where you are today. So maybe we'll just use the word improve from here on out. Because the truth is that a lot of us have adopted beliefs when we're younger. Maybe our parents or our relatives said things like, you know, we can't afford that. Money doesn't grow on trees. Um, Or maybe you're like me in the sense that your family fought over bills. Um, My family never verbally, like, they were never yelling at each other. But I definitely very, very, very vividly remember there being tension when the bill would come at restaurants. And I remember that my parents would talk about money. And um, it just wasn't a healthy, happy relationship with money. Um, they made, they did a great job, and I'm very grateful for them. But there was definitely still a lot of tension and emotion in it, and that bled into my relationships as an adult, thinking that whenever I was in a relationship with somebody, there was going to be tension or stress around money. Um, or maybe when you were younger, you went to school every year and you just wore hand-me-downs because you had older siblings or cu- older cousins, and your parents wanted to save money. And all the other kids had new stuff. And so you thought to yourself, oh, I can't have nice things. I can't have um, new things because my because pa- I can't afford it because money isn't safe with us. Um, or maybe you never really had any specific traumatic experiences. Or maybe they wouldn't be, you know, maybe you don't think of them as traumatic. But they still had, but you still grew up in a family that, you know, felt like there was the rich people and then there was us. So there was like the rich people down the street and maybe I was lower class, lower middle class or middle class. Or maybe you were in poverty. Um, and you don't always have to have an experience of having like a traumatic event. I mean, there are small things here and there that I very vividly remember when I was a kid with my parents going out to eat. And I remember I was maybe 12 or 13 and I would see the bill come and my parents would just glare at each other. And of course, I didn't think anything of it at the time, but I could sense the tension. And those things get imprinted on our minds from a very young age because we are sponges and we're learning everything from the people around us. And at that point in time, we don't know better, at least I didn't know better than to challenge the status quo, to think that this isn't how life has to be with money. This is just how the people around me have chosen to, uh, to interact with money. And so I didn't have the emotional awareness or the emotional or the intelligence wherewithal to, you know, really be critical of my surroundings and the things that I was absorbing and learning. And so they just became part of my knowledge. That just became part of my story, part of my life, part of my paradigm. And regardless of what experiences we had when we were younger, right, maybe there was a rich aunt or uncle that like would never give out money to their to their relatives, whatever it was, it doesn't matter what the experience was, but all of these things impact us. These all have big impacts on our life 
as we're adults, when we interact in this world, we have these beliefs that we adopt because of these situations. Another example that I'm sure most of you listening have had is think about that time when you were younger, when one of your friends dared you like, oh, would you do this for a hundred bucks? Or would you eat that jar of expired mayo for a million dollars or whatever it is? And that seems like jokingly harmless. It seems like it's no big deal. But what that does is it molds the way we think. It molds the way that we believe and it molds the way that we think money gets to work for us. And if we think about, think about like eating a jar, a jar of expired mayo, it's disgusting. It can make you sick. It's like not good for you, but you're doing it for money. It, it creates this space where we put money on a pedestal. We put money as this thing that needs to be revered, this thing that needs to be feared, this thing that can make us do crazy things. And that subconscious understanding permeates throughout our lives as we get older. And on another note, it may be perhaps when we want money, when we get older, we start wanting money, but we start to feel selfish or guilty that we want it because all of a sudden we're thinking that wanting money makes you into a selfish or greedy or, or um, you know, a bad human being for some reason or another. But at the end of the day, ultimately, money is just energy. And our, our relationship with money is exactly that. It's a relationship. And so it's just like your relationships with your partner, your family, your friends. Your relationship with money is sacred and it must be nurtured. We have to nurture our relationship with money in order to grow, in order to have a happy, healthy interaction with money. And so I've talked to plenty of clients. I've talked to plenty of different people in my courses And one of the things that comes up is like, what does it look like when I start to work on my money relationship? I know for me, when I started this journey a while ago, I didn't really know what exactly it would look like when I started working on my money relationship. Like, how how do I know if I'm moving in the right direction? How do I know I'm not fucking this up? And um, and so I wanted to outline the steps of the process right now for all of you when you decide to impair, you know, repair or improve or heal or, um, you know, um, work on your relationship with money. These are the steps that you go through. These are the steps that I've gone through. And I hope that this experience that I can share with you and these three steps will help you as you work through these um, as well in your and you grow in your relationship with money. So step number one is we start to become aware of the stories that play out in our lives. That's step number one. So step number one is all about awareness. So for example, every single year when taxes come due, do we get stressed? Do we get nervous? Do we get anxious? Uh, Over the holidays, do you intentionally not look at your credit card bill because you're too nervous to see how much you possibly have spent? Um, Or do you have a student loan balance that you refuse to look at it because it makes you really anxious? So when we become aware of these thoughts or these feelings or these emotions that come up, we can then start to become curious of our thoughts and our viewpoints. So what what does this mean? Well, the way that I describe it to clients, the way that I call it, that I've termed it, is tracing the metaphorical thread, which is essentially asking yourself, why do I feel this way? Like, why do I feel the way that I feel? Where is this emotion bubbling up from? So for example, I'll I'll kind of just walk you through an example. I would go out to eat with a partner and I would feel anxious when the check would come. 
Every single time the check would come and all my thoughts, my ego, my brain would start firing off. Who's going to pay for this? Am I going to pay for this? Is he going to pay for this? How are we going to split it? If I asked him, should I pay for it? Like there was all these things in my mind. There's all this chatter in my brain about what I should do. And there was so much anxiety around that. And all these weird, funky emotions would come up like guilt, shame, fear, uncertainty. You know, it just didn't feel good to me. And so I asked myself, I was like, well, why do I feel this way? Why is this emotion coming up? So first I became aware of it. First I, I recognized it and I started to ask myself, why do I feel like this? I'm like, okay, well, when I go out to eat and the check comes, I feel anxious, right? So I, I said, why? Well, I feel anxious because I'm not sure how the money should be split. I'm like, okay, well, why do I, why do I think about that? Why is this part of my consciousness? I'm like, okay, well, you know, when I think about going out to eat there, I feel like if we, if there's not clear defined expectations of how to, of how to split the bill, then I feel like there might be confusion and tension. I'm like, okay, interesting. Well, why would there be confusion and tension if we didn't figure out beforehand? And I go back and I go back and I'm like, holy shit, when I was younger, my parents would fight about bills when when the check came at restaurants. So I realized after tracing this metaphorical thread by asking myself why, 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 why over and over and over again, I kept going back and back and back and peeling away the layers and clearing away the, the surface level reasons to get to the real root of it. Why do I feel this way? And the real reason is because I adopted a belief when I was younger that when the bill comes, mom and dad fight about it. That's just the, that was the understanding that I created unintentionally and subconsciously. And so when I first was able to become curious of the thoughts and the stories that play out in my mind, I was able to identify it and become more cognizant of that. So for all of you out there, every time something funky comes up, Every time something doesn't feel good with money, that is a point where you can stop and become curious and become aware of the story that you're telling yourself about money. And there's so many examples of this, um, but I'll let you all um, experience this in your own way. I don't want to put things out there of how you should or shouldn't feel with money. I just want to give you one example from me. But anytime you pay your credit card bill, anytime you look at your student loan balance, ask yourself, what funkiness is coming up? If you start to feel tension, like ask yourself why. These feelings of stress and anxiety and tension do not need to be the norm. And once you become cognizant, once you become aware and become curious, you get to move to step two. Step two of the process is that you realize that things get to feel fucking good. (laughs) Like when you decide to make more money, or save more money, or have more money, or spend more money, the decision is made, period, end of story. It's going to happen. Like, we're going to get there. And you're improving your relationship with money when you make those decisions, when you're like, I'm paying off my credit card bill, done, period, I'm fed up. Like, fuck yes, give yourself a pat on the back, because you made a decision, and you're now improving your relationship with money. And so when you go throughout your day, identify when things feel weird, when they feel off, And realize that just because you are a fucking badass human, you get to feel good. Like money does not have to feel weird or funky or strange or odd or frustrating or anxious. You don't, that does not have to be the case for you. You get to have a great relationship with money. You can decide that it's safe, that it's healthy, that it's beneficial to the world for you to make a lot of money. 
Like source, universal intelligence, God, angels, universe. They are praising you when you decide to make more money because you're a badass. You're a boss. And money in the hands of good people benefits the world. So as you go through and you identify these funky, weird, odd beliefs that come up, realize and understand that things get to be good. Things get to feel fucking great. They don't have to feel funky all the time. And this is a great place for you to create some mantras, for you to do some journaling, for you to talk to your coach. And of course, this is a great place for you to be when you're taking my money course. So I have a money course, as I mentioned, this is a great opportunity for you to get into that money course and work through the second step, that realizing that things get to feel good. Because if you don't believe me, if you don't agree with me right now, we have some work to do and we need to get into this course together and we need to work through these things together. Moving on to step number three. Step number three is that you get to identify and reframe your beliefs into a new reality. So step one, you observe your thoughts. You become curious. Step two, you realize that you get to feel good. You're allowed to feel good. Step three, you combine all of them and identify and reframe a new belief and a new reality. So here's an example. When you think about taxes, as I mentioned earlier, and you become stressed or anxious, we pause. We get curious. Why do I feel this way? Then you ask yourself, how can I see this differently? How are taxes actually helping me? Oh, well, duh. Yeah, taxes pay for firefighters. They pay for roads. They pay for teachers. And thank God for the fucking teachers. Thank God for the roads. Thank God for the firefighters. Thank God for all the public resources that we use. I'm so grateful for all these things. Putting aside your thoughts on whether or not the money is being allocated properly or improperly, it doesn't matter. There are things that we benefit from, whether we like it or not. And we can be grateful for these things, even if we want them to change a little bit in the future. So just because we're acknowledging and being grateful for the, for the taxes and for the teachers and whatnot doesn't mean that there's not also things that we want to improve. Teachers should probably get paid more. They should have more resources. That doesn't mean that we don't feel grateful for them at the moment with the amount of money that they're getting from the government from taxes. Another example, so think about your credit card balance. If you, have, if you have outstanding credit card charges and you have a balance that's existing and you feel stressed and you're like, oh, I really don't like having this balance. It doesn't make me feel good. First, pause and ask yourself, how can I see this differently? How is this a good thing? Well, you had to buy things when you wanted them. And maybe you didn't have the money when you did it, but you probably had a great time on that trip or on that purchase, or maybe you lost your job and you needed the credit card in order to survive. And thank God that the credit card existed at that point in time in your life because you were able to do those things that you didn't have the money for at the moment. And so maybe you're not thrilled about having the balance, but the balance itself means nothing about you as a human. And you get to pay it off. And then the fucking angels are singing their song because they are so proud of you. (laughs) Because your path to being in a happy, healthy relationship with money is in your highest good. It's your highest benefit. It's benefiting the world and you are benefiting the world. And so this is the real, this is the process. This is a three-step process. This is the real work. When you're starting to improve and repair your relationship with money, these are the three things that I do 
regularly, consistently. Because again, this is a relationship. You don't just go to your partner, give them a whole bunch of presents and then say, okay, I'll talk to you in six months. No, every single day you show up and you want to be the best version of yourself for your partner, for yourself, for your family, for your friends, for your parents. You always want to be the best version of yourself. And there's no difference with this situation with money because money is a relationship as well. And so this is the process I encourage you to go through. This is the real work. This is the valuable work. And this is how you improve your relationship with money. I love you all again. I'm here for you. Scotty Taylor Jr. out. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it really helpful. If you did, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes so I can keep putting out great content. If we're not yet connected on the socials, I'd love to meet you. You can find me on Instagram at Scotty Taylor Jr. and drop me a DM if you want to chat. Or check out my website, scottytaylorjr.com for more inspirational content, blog posts, and other freebies. I love you, friends, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Remember, you're a badass and you deserve the life of your dreams.